Welcome to Nairobi Chapel and Bakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. Welcome to Nairobi Chapel and Bakasi. My name is Carol Oyola and thank you for listening in and supporting Nairobi Chapel and Bakasi. Now this whole month we have been doing an amazing series known as Unashamedly His, Women Living Boldly for Christ. And this week we are wrapping it all up, but not to worry. If in case you missed any of our Zoom hangouts, you can still get to listen in to the amazing testimonies of these women um, on our podcast that is anchor.fm forward slash Nairobi Chapel and Bakasi or wherever it is that you listen to your podcast. You can also connect with us on our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Nairobi Chapel and Bakasi. Now this week we are speaking with Juliet Odiambo who is a finance trainer and coach with over eight years of experience in financial literacy training and curriculum development as well as commercial banking where she has held various roles. Juliet runs a financial education social enterprise known as PESA Savvy targeting students and young professionals with the appropriate skills for money management. She is also a 2018 Mandela Washington Fellow through which she earned a certification in business and entrepreneurship from the Kellogg School of Management. Of Management. Juliet is committed to seeing Kenyan and African youth empowered with the right financial literacy skills to make a better life for themselves. Juliet is a lover of Jesus and that is why we have her here today and is committed to living her life in service to God and continuously pursue God's purposes and calling for her life in every season. She is the creator of the My Pesa Planner and the Alone with God journals, which maybe most of you may know, which are tools that help users to be organized with their money and to record their quiet time moments respectively. Now listen into my conversation with Juliet. Just let us know, how was it growing up? How was your childhood? Are you those who grew up in the usual every Sunday is church, every, you know, holiday is VBS, I don't know, uh, but how was it <laughs> growing up? Um, I, I, I grew up in a Catholic home, both my parents were Catholic, and um, so essentially we were Christians, um, especially my, my dad, my dad's uh, family is, um, has a very strong Catholic history, Mm-hmm. Uh, from his mom and that's kind of how he was raised and that's how he was raising us until at some point my mom uh, um, got saved and uh, moved from the Catholic church and me and my small sister kind of moved with her and so I feel like that's actually where I truly began to understand what it means to be a believer and to have a relationship with God and so that was when I was in class six, class seven, thereabout. So since then, yeah, it has been church, church through and through. I did BBS. Yeah. <laughs> I did BBS. I did, uh, I took any opportunity that I could find to serve. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And that was at, um, at Sitam Valley Road. Yeah. Any, and there's plenty, plenty of opportunity to serve at Sitam Valley Road. And I took every chance that I could get. Yeah. um all through 
Awesome. Uh, in the name of Sitam Person, uh, we, we started off at Valley Road and then moved to Sitam Karen when they opened um, that site. So, yes, I know there's always opportunities in the church <laughs> to serve. Um, yeah. But you said around class six is when you started to sort of, you know, you're starting to get this understanding of God. And as yourself, of course, you get to know Him. But were you born again, or is there a point now you said, hey, let me surrender my life to Christ? Now. You know what, what happened with. with when my mom got saved, I think the reason why it was my small sister and I who followed her was because mm-hmm. uh, at the point we witnessed her getting saved. So it, I'm not sure how she met this lady, but she went to visit this lady and she took the two of us with her. Mm-hmm. And, and that's when she got saved. And of course, the lady also asked us because we were there, and we, were, we were kids. And so we, are, we got saved at that point as well with her. But I don't think I knew what I was doing. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what I was doing, not until I was in form two, um, which I want to say, you know how people say they got, they get saved every time there's an altar call. So (laughs) in form two, I did, I I did, I I responded to an altar call and that's when I, I began to walk with God on a more serious level. Yeah. That's when I got Mm -hmm. saved. I want to, I, I want to say that's, I know I did it when I was in class six, but I think in my mind, I got saved in form two. Yeah, because that's the time when you feel like you understood it, right? Understood it, yeah. okay. understood it fully. All right. Yeah. Um, and between the period now from high school um, and before we get to you getting into entrepreneurship or starting your career, um, was it like, I mean, did you still stay the race? Um, or was there a point then you're like, this Christianity vibe? I'm not feeling it. Like, did you were you able to still stay faithful in your journey with God? I I did. I mm-hmm. there's no point at which I threw in the towel at all, and I don't know what I can attribute it to. I I don't know. I think I think when 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 Jesus got my heart, he really just got it. And I think I'm also one of those people who might take a while to make a decision, but once I make it, it's very unlikely for me to go back. Mm-hmm. on what I have committed to mm-hmm. so it was a commitment I mean there were there, there were difficult times there have been difficult times and there have been times when I have struggled with my faith mm-hmm. but not to completely say that I am I have given up on it yeah yeah that awesome. hasn't happened Okay, cool. So let's just fast forward a bit, um, because this is around the area I want to linger a lot on, is um, Alone with God um, journal. So perhaps take us through that journey on what made you. So you, of course, you have this career in the finance sector. Um, was I'm sure that came before Alone with God. Um, but, you know, like what made you decide I want to now be able to produce journals that will help people in their quiet time. Yeah, so I left formal employment in 2018 Mm -hmm. um, of April. And well, while it was restructuring and stuff and there was uh, people being laid off, I I also understood that it was a season for me to leave. Mm -hmm. And I actually had opportunity to stay, but I, very, I felt God speak very strongly that it was time to move on as well. So I left off, but I wasn't really clear what God wanted me to do. I had a few ideas here and there, um, but that's actually where I, I, I left 
the bank. So one of the things I knew I wanted to do was actually continue with the financial education work, which is why I started, I actually started it when I left the bank. And you know, they always tell you don't leave the, don't leave employment without, <laughs> without a plan. Yeah. So I took a while for that business to kick off. Um, and for two years, I was, I wasn't really earning from that uh, business. Mm-hmm. And um, at some point, I was also staying with a friend, which was really good because it, um, it helped me manage my expenses. But my housemates, really, at some, she was getting married at some, um, towards the end of 2019. And I was like, okay, so I need to move out. I need, my finances are going to look very different now. And so I was having this conversation with God that um, I need this amount of money and I know you are the provider of all things. So show me where this money is going to come from. Mm -hmm. And so slowly, I think God started showing me how I can use these journals. Actually, to be quite honest, the Alone With God journals started because I needed some money. I needed extra income. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I started it. And I, and well, at that point, that was my motivation. But sometimes when I look back, I actually see that, that the, the journals had been being, slowly God had been working on my heart and putting it and inspiring it slowly because I could actually see footprints of it in my own journals, how I came to that point of actually starting to uh, design them, to to create them in my mind, to take them to the printer and to actually start marketing. So. Um, my motivation was money. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so my motivation was that. Yeah, and I mean, I like your honesty because at that point, of course, you needed, um, of course, some money to sustain you. But at the same time, now you've started selling the journals, um, and yes, you're making some money from it. But lives are also getting changed because as you sell them, maybe people come back with feedback. Um, how, how was that? Was there like, you know, as much as you're making money, were people able to give it back to you about the, like it's not that's, just a journal? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing because I, immediately I actually started um, running my page. I realized that I think God just kind of cornered me <laughs> because <laughs> that was an angle that I had not, I had not seen coming at all. Um, because the more I started talking about, um, the, the more I started, uh, say, okay, so the question is, I need to sell these journals. How do I present them in a way that uh, people understand what they're for and how they can use them? And so a lot of my marketing content was, of course, uh, geared towards um, how to study the Bible because that was the, let me say, it was the... The, the main product, the mm-hmm. Bible study journal. So it was how to study, the, how to use the journal because it, ha, it had been designed a specific way and I needed people to understand, you know, like just product education, understand this is what it is, this is how to use it. And the more I did that, the more I realized that people didn't know how to study the Bible. Mm-hmm. And so it came up as... Um, People realize that they 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 need they they realize there's a there's a missing thing, but they don't know how to go about it. Mm-hmm. And so now that's kind of how I started being more intentional in 
in creating a lot of material that uh, helps people understand how to go about studying the Bible. There's a lot of people reading the Bible. There's not a lot of people studying it. Mm. And so just trying to help people see the difference. And of course, you need to do both. But how do you engage with the study specifically? And so that's how I started now being more intentional with that kind of content. And the more I did that, the more people related and the more people were, were becoming aware of it, the more, the more it gained an interest and a following. And so every, every opportunity I got, I, I, I was either responding to a question somebody, someone asked or responding to uh, a particular area of uh, Bible study. Now, I, I, was, I was fortunate in that um, even in my, my time as a believer, I actually don't remember a time when I was taught how to study the Bible. However, because of how Sitam is, there was a lot of opportunity to engage with the text, a lot of Bible study, a lot of, just a lot, and I was in it as well. And it's actually in that process that I become, I started learning. This is what you do, this is how you do it, this is, Etc. And I also got involved in a very uh, a beautiful uh, ministry where our main focus was exposition Bible study, and and actually what I a lot of what I did is uh, listen to the speaker as well. But I was always more curious about how did you get to this conclusion or how did you how did you connect this and that. You know, those are the kind of questions I had at the back of my mind. Fortunately, most of them would include that as they taught us. And, and so that's how I picked up a lot of stuff and I read a lot and I, and I searched a lot as I, as I continued also um, seeing that need, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, that's, that's where it has gotten me. And all, all, always in my, a lot of the frequently asked questions in my social media pages has been what, what, like I don't know where to start. Like I know I have to study, but I don't know where to start. So that's, that's how, I ended up with that focus. And sometimes I, I do that so much, I even forget that I'm selling journals and buzz. So it's essentially, I, I, I feel like I, God tricked me somehow and God started me on this path that um, people needed that I didn't know that people needed, yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting that you say that, um, that you feel that God tricked, okay, no, of course not him tricked in a bad way, but, you know, put you in this corner, like, oh, you want money? Okay, here it is, but, kazi <laughs> kwako, um, and which is good, but I want to stick there on the part for studying the Bible, because um, it's interesting that you say that many people read but don't study, and it's true, because sometimes that's why I think many people take passages out of context, or use certain verses to suit their situation, um, you know, or to manipulate other situations or somebody. But why do you think it's so important um, for born again Christians uh, to really study the word? Um, you know, most people will think, I studying and, you know, exposition and all those things are for the pastors or the, you know, or the priests or the people who are, who are being called, uh, but me, me, myself, and I, let me just chill, read John 1, 1, take it as it is and move on. Why do you think it's so important? One, because we just know so much more of God when you study. Like there's, there's, there's a level of 
understanding of who our God is that you will not get to if you're not studying, intentionally studying. Um, the Bible says that um, God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And you will seek me and you will find me if you seek me with all of your heart. And study is a level of seeking. It's an it's a just an elevated level of seeking. So you've been reading great, but what is the backstory of all the stories you've been reading? Because that's what we are trying to get to when we study. When we read, we get the the the, the surface level. When we study, we get to see like kind of like the behind the scenes, and you you start connecting thoughts and you start connecting ideas and you start connecting the entire Bible as a whole, and you just develop a, such a uh, a knowledge of God that deepens your love and your relationship with him. So primarily, if you don't do it for anything else, do it because you're on a pursuit to know God, to love God, and to honor him. Um, so out of that, out of that knowledge, then you kind of start living uh, a life that reflects what you know. Yeah, the, the, the more you know him, the more you see him, the more you see yourself, the more you see what you want, what he wants you to become. And then now the life oozes out of that. So that's, I would, I would say that's the reason why, the main reason why you want to do it. You, you want, we are called to be ministers unto God. We are called to serve him, to honor him. And one of the ways you minister to him is to just spend time with him in his word. That's the tool he has given us to to, to to build that relationship with him. So take, take full advantage of it. The other reason is because in it, by when you study, of course, then you start seeing these principles that are in it and you see how God intends for us to live our lives. And so when you pick up the principles that are in the Bible, principles are not easy to, 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 to get through reading. You will pick up biblical principles through study, especially when you're able to connect a principle from Genesis to Revelation, because the Bible is one. So when you see this principle and you see how it was uh, in Genesis and you can see the story in Ezra, how that principle was shown in Ezra and you can see it in, in Malachi and you can see it in Matthew, then you can see it Acts and Romans, then it's, it's like the Bible become, comes alive. It becomes this thing that, um, uh you see because when you're studying principles you're it's 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 a truth this is what the bible says this is what they did and this was the effect mm -hmm. of living out that principle and so when you're in pursuit of that effect um you need to understand how to get how to get there the principle behind it and how it plays out yeah mm -hmm. so so that's how so yes yeah, so that's how you 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 start living a kingdom centered life you know a biblical uh principled life uh, the more you engage with the scriptures, the more you actually see how these things play out. It becomes part and parcel of who you are, and then it influences who you become and how you live your life. Then, of course, we want to also keep ourselves from being uh, duped by false teachers. We want to know when, when, when something, when we hear something, is it true? Has has the has the teacher stretched the truth a little bit? And it's not because. Uh, Sometimes it's not because people or preachers are being intentionally are intentionally trying to pull people away from the truth. Sometimes it's just they haven't 
studied or they haven't understood it to the level that you have. Uh, so you you also show grace because I think sometimes you also just tend to accuse every preacher, every pastor as a false teacher. But because but by understanding by you your knowledge first of the word, then you can see oh okay I get you until this point, but this point is where I feel differently about this. I, I realize that's something that uh, that um, I did a lot the more I, I got engaged. But of course, also there are people who are intentionally trying to lead the church astray. And so we have to also be aware of that. And one of the ways you are doing that is by yourself knowing what the Bible says. Awesome. Yeah. And so kicking it off to your other business, because Alone with God is just one part, but you're also a financial trainer and coach. So with Alone with God, it's easy. I don't know how to, not easy, but it's rather obvious that you're representing Christ because clearly you're taking guys through Bible study and even the product itself um, is Christian, if I want to put it that way. Yeah. But now in yeah. terms of financial training and coaching, um, do you also represent Christ on that front or is it just, okay, that's, let me talk numbers, let me talk just the mm-hmm. business side of things, but yeah. Um, uh, it's, it's uh, okay, looking at it from, um, from a social media perspective, um, my, my financial coaching work is really done on my personal page. And so there's a lot that happens on my personal page and God is a big part of my personal life. So he always pops up always um so like that's that's how I, I look at it i i have this particular thing i'm trying to do on this on this page but the motivating factor is is that um i have a, I have a relationship with god and my attitude towards money my my mindset towards money is really linked to to what i know about god and what i see in his word and so um i don't i don't intentionally hide my relationship with god or the fact that I'm, in, in fact, I would say maybe I do it uh, too much. I don't know, I'm trying to think <laughs> about it. <laughs> I'm trying to think, okay, so, but it comes up a lot. Um, and then one interesting thing that I did actually, that actually connected both my financial coaching work and Alone with God was the fact that I, I, I started a Bible study on God and money. And that, that involved us getting into the Bible to get biblical principles. What does God actually say about, you know, financial management, personal finance and things like that. And so that connected both of my worlds together or rather my businesses together. And, and so in that, I, I push that still in my personal page. So I, it's, it's not um, separated. It's just that a lot more of the content is, is more around, um, around money uh, that, than than yeah. God, mm. but the, the the underlying factor is is my relationship with God, and also one of the things I needed to do was also understand. Okay, so I'm doing this uh, teaching on on money. Uh, I needed to understand biblical concept because on money because that also influenced what I say and what mm-hmm. I do and the agendas that I pushed for. So there are, there are a lot of things that I say outrightly that people disagree with, but it's because I am a believer. And so mm-hmm. I would, I'm not going to propagate for things like betting and, and whatnot when I see the effects of it. So some of those things have really influenced the, the projects mm-hmm. I undertake and the, the way I, the kind of content I put out. And then also when I talk about, um, 
when I, cause my work in that space involves uh, having one-on-one -on -one coaching relationships with people. And there is insight that God gives me about particular people that I wouldn't get anywhere else. So, so praying for my clients is, is a big part of what, it's not something people see, but it's in the, it's, in, it's behind the scenes. But because when I start coaching someone, I want them to not just understand how to budget, but I want them to understand their, the reason why they behave certain way with money. And sometimes this is information that only God gives. Mm -hmm. So being able to be very close to God enough to understand and to hear his voice concerning certain people and concerning how God wants them uh, to, to, or what solution God has for their finances has been a big part of, of how I do my business. Yeah. So it's never, it's not far. It's not really mm -hmm. remote. Yeah. yeah. It's not like you put Jesus aside and then let's do financial training. I know. And I yeah. absolutely love how you said it because he's already a big part of your life. And the fact that you even um, apply biblical concepts to your coaching or to your training or to how people are able to understand money, um, that's just mind blowing. And it's also reminding me of how even the past speaker said that they cannot be able to detach God from, you know, even their social media pages because clearly he's a big part of their life. And so, in terms of now, you um, in terms of now, let's speak to people who may be listening or even on the podcast later on. In terms of young people right now today, um, you find we are many believers who perhaps don't want to shout from their mountaintops that we love Jesus. We we call ourselves, you know, Bible believing, you know, all that. And even in church, guys know we are saved. Our family and friends know we are saved. But when it comes to social media, we're like. Let me live for the gram first. Let people see this other side. Like, like, I don't want to put Jesus out there because, you know, I don't want guys to get bothered or, you know, get sensitive about it. Um, what did you say? And I'm speaking mostly to the believers who perhaps are shy or not, I don't even want to call it shy, but they, it's like they're ashamed of being bold and living out that I am a Christian. And, you know, amazingly, the way you said in your in your business, in your financial literacy business that, you know, as much as yes, it's, I mean, people will see it. It's just a fruit that will come out, but you're not, you don't like now say, hey, this has come out, let me hold it in. So what would you say? Yeah, um, I would say to, to, to pull back a little bit and examine your own relationship with God. Because, because what, like I've said, it's it's really an uh, it's an outpouring of what I have already with God. Like it's like if I feel like God wants me to say something, I will say it, you know. Or if I feel I have read a nice verse today and I think people need to hear it, I will post it. Because if it's if it's it, it sometimes it's just uh it's it's I don't know how to explain it. It's just like. It's bubbling out. You know how the Bible says that uh, rivers of living water shall shall flow from your. I I, I feel like that's that's what happens. Mm -hmm. And and if you if you're not in a position, if you're feeling ashamed, I need you to pull back and examine your relationship with God. Like where are you exactly? Where are you? Where are you with God? Do you love Him? Do you do you know Him? 
do you spend time with him? Because when you really love something, you can't help but speak about it. When, even when people fall in love, I'm not married, but I hear and I see <laughs> that when people get into relationships that you, there's just a, a, a feeling that you want to, to let the whole world know about it. And, and that's how it, it, it pours out for me. Like, I just want people to know about, about this God, how I, how I package what I want to share it or how I say it, whether it's a video or a text or a what, is just dependent on the content itself. But I almost always feel like um, I have something to share with people and I just, it, it just comes out. So if you're feeling ashamed, just, just go back and really examine what kind of relationship do you have with this, um, this, with this God of ours and do you actually love him? You know, um, when you do, when you really, when you find that you do, you'll find, you'll take any opportunity to speak about him. And uh, social media, I guess you have to be also, the other thing I would say is you, you, you have to be intentional about, about it, I guess, because you'll find that the same person I'm talking about is uh, they're okay with maybe talking to their neighbor about God or they are watch they are watching about God or their friends about God but not so much on social media maybe that's the, maybe that's the thing um, and you can't really fault someone for for what they choose to use their platform for mm-hmm. however you you have to like have like a you, and I think that's that's where the self self-assessment needs to come from so that the reason why you're not doing it is not shame or fear. Like I, I, that, that assessment needs to happen inside and then, and then let it pour out outside, right? Because when I started doing my Alone with God, my personal page already existed and it was a mixed mishmash of things I was posting there, like everything that my life involved it was just less frequently frequently and less intentional so I needed a separate page to focus on this particular thing I was doing and then I could really go in on 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 that I think alone with God just gave me a platform to just go all out like just everything everything that I ever wanted to say I just do, I I do it there but I think <clears throat> When it comes to my personal page, I, I, I also at the point at which I actually decided that this is going to be the platform I use for the financial education work, it, it was an intentional decision to make that, okay, a lot more of my content will be less, less of what I ate and where I was and more of the things that I want people to learn because I am intentionally making my platform about that. But if you have... Um, so if you have in the, if you're in that space where I'm intentionally using my platform for this, then I might not really fault you for not wanting to post, you know, the verse that you read today. Like it's not a must, to be quite honest. Um, but if you if you are likely to withhold yourself because of shame or fear, then that's where the problem comes in, and that needs to be dealt with. So that it's not, uh, it's not, it's not holding you back because what that thing will do is that it will keep you from obeying 
God. It will keep you from responding to instructions that God has given you. So he tells you, do this, share this, post this, and then you don't. And there was a life attached to that. And so you see, because of not responding to God's obedience, then there's there's something God's kingdom has not been established in that particular area. So when we interfere with the will of God because of our shame and because of fear, then I think that's where the problem is and needs to be assessed internally. Yeah. So before social media, like people were not posting verses and stuff. So yeah. I don't yeah. I don't want to say that every Christian must, you know, uh, but it is a tool that can be used for reaching people. So when you when you find the opportunity, do it. And when you are held by fear and, and shame, then assess that. Uh, Paul writes that I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Um, so, and it's not a message that we ought to be ashamed of as believers. And maybe it's also a matter of your, your level of growth in Christ. So you want to be also be sure that you're growing and you're developing and you're becoming um, the person that God wants you to become. And the more you do that, the more you, 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 your, your courage and your boldness increases to speak about certain things that need to be spoken about. Yeah. Um, Juliet, let's just uh, wrap it up. But um, do you have any final thoughts, and especially on the theme for this month, which has been, um, I know it's targeted mostly at the women, <laughs> but yeah, we also have men, of course, uh, who join us on Zoom as well. But why, just final thoughts on how it is um, to live boldly for Christ, whether it's in your business, whether it's in ministry, whether it's in the marketplace, yeah. I would say that uh, people need to start uh, doing it sooner rather than later. <laughs> because there's a, a time is coming where clear lines will have to be drawn uh, on who who is for and who is against. And I think if you're not able to, to speak now and say, I am for God and I believe in God, then there are certain things that are going to happen in the world, in the near future, that you will be forced to do it. And we can also see uh, signs of it already. And I think you need to align yourself um, if, if truly you have believed, then align yourself uh, with, with the person with whom you believe in. Um, I think certain, certain situations, certain challenges will, be, will come. Um, certain, even the fact, just, just the fact that the church needed to be shut down is one of those things that that uh, is is just a fortest, should I say? It's a fortest of some of the things that are yet to come, and you see some some churches that were not, uh, you know, they were just a small church somewhere doing their thing. Had been forced, have been forced to come and and boldly, you know, say this is who we are on social media, and this is how you can get in touch with us, and this is what we do, and this is what we preach. Um, and so that's not just at a global level or a small church level, but now it trickles down to a one-on-one -on -one level. And the more you, you realize you are, and you align yourself with what God wants done and what God wants seen and what God wants established on earth, you align yourself with the heart of God, then he will call you and he will demand of you to do certain things that if you're not boldly, um, inclined to him and you're not uh, keen to hear what 
what it is he wants done and you know what is really pro kingdom and against the kingdom of god like we need to to know clearly what does it mean to be in the kingdom so that now when god starts demanding certain things of us um we go forth and we go strongly because i really feel like as a church we have been living the proverbial proverbial soft life you know <laughs> it's, it's 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 a very soft life the church is very soft and and at the, the moment when the line will need to be drawn where you you have to speak and say things that need to be said then then that that's the, that's the point at which um it will be clear who is actually born again and who is not and so if you're already struggling with things like shame and fear and um whether it is in your workplace i don't think there's any place i've ever walked into that within a short period of time people did not know who who, who i was or what i stood for um let me just give a small kind of testimony i I was uh, part of this program, the, the, the Mandela Washington program, that really gave me access to a lot of people <clears throat> outside of uh, outside of the country. And so people knew me for, for what took me into the program, which was the financial education work and the place of work. But a lot of things that happened afterwards, and especially what I was posting on social media, then people started knowing, oh, mm, so she's born again. And one person actually um, got in touch with me and she's like, Juliet, I, I, she's a believer actually, but um, from Uganda. And she was like, I admire what you're doing because it's something that I can't do, you know? And it's not, it's something that I can't, I can't, I think about, but I can't, um, I can't, I can't bring myself to, to, to bring it out to people. And you know what happens with that situation is that uh, you're easily, you're very easily compromised because when somebody doesn't know outrightly, this is not something she would stand for. They will throw things, uh, temptations, um, ideas down, down your way. And, and if you're not confident of who you serve and why you serve him, then this, these things become an attraction to you. And I really did get opportunity for such things, but because of already what stamp that I had put in people's minds, some of that really didn't uh, didn't uh, bother me so much. And it also allowed me to really minister to people and have very difficult conversations with with people with different, very different ideas, even different ideas about God and people who had been pulled away from the faith for one reason or another and have branded themselves atheists for one reason or another. But because we met in this context where God is not necessarily being discussed, uh, but I have put myself out there, then I became, you know, a conduit through which God could do the work that he needed to be done. And, mm -hmm. and so that's, that's why we need to be very confident in speaking end of i'm not saying everywhere the first thing you say i'm born again <laughs> that's not necessarily it but don't make extra effort to hide it mm -hmm. and when it is really overflowing from who you are it will it will be seen it will be seen and it will be and it will be appreciated for what it is and also just also knowing that um yeah that 
the world also is set up to just hate the church and not appreciate the kingdom of God and the things of the kingdom. And the, the more boldness you build up, the more uh, capacity you build also within yourself to withstand hatred or withstand certain comments or withstand certain thoughts and ideas uh, with people. Because now in that platform where I was now, I could not, I could not, I actually had to start learning to minister without the Bible and have certain conversations um, with people without necessarily shoving the Bible at them. Because now I need to talk to this person and tell them about, about God, but I can't, I can't, I can't uh, share a verse. And I can't say this is what the Bible says because they don't believe in the Bible. So what, how do you get them to actually listen to what you have to say? And so those are certain things that I needed to start learning how to do in that, in that, in that platform. And so the, and it was really, uh, fed by that relationship that I already had with God and where he, he had brought me to the level he had brought me to be able to do what he actually wanted me to do. So ultimately, our reason for not being ashamed is so that we can push God's agenda and push the agenda of the kingdom. So if you're not sold out for that agenda, then it's very easy also to just cower back and pull back and be ashamed. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Juliet. Yani, you have dropped so many gems. I don't even know what to say, but for sure, um, I like how you said, unless you have a relationship with God, unless you really seek him, unless you really invest in that, um, it's, it's not going to be easy to shine your light, um, as we like to say.